Hello and welcome to the Press Start Podcast, Press Start Australia's weekly video game discussion podcast. I'm your host, Ewan, joined today by my fellow gamers and co-hosts, Kieran. Hello. Shannon. Hello. And James. Hello. Shannon, I have an obsession. It is with called... Me. Well, obviously with you. Speaking but also with, <laughs> also with Sackboy Ultimate, which um, if you're unfamiliar with, is this new uh, mobile game that's not developed by PlayStation. I've forgotten who the developer is, but obviously it's like within playstation's kind of mobile suite um and very much inspired by the little big planet Sackboy that we know and love um have any of you played it or is it just me i downloaded it but i haven't actually i I booted it up it only came out this this week and i think only in certain regions so i think australia is one of those regions that has early access to it yeah Holy smokes, I don't know what it is about this game, but it's it's all I've been able to think about for the last three days, the Last of Us TV show aside. Really? But, um, wow. That's, yeah. That's what they I want mean, from it's, you. It's like a glorified subway surface. Like, it's that same sort of, like, kind of endless runner sort of vibe, except it's not an endless runner. Like, there are, uh, there's, like, a 60-second, 30-second time limit to your run, and you have to try and get um, a certain amount of points to place on the podium within that run. And the points are influenced by your rank, which you kind of progress by upgrading your costume and that kind of thing. Um, but there's this very, like, fine line between, like, the winnings, the prize winnings you get, how much you can upgrade your costume, and your ability to then keep winning races. And so it's kind of like, how can I maximize the coins that I have to upgrade my gear enough to be competitive enough in the races that I can easily get that target, complete my dailies, and you're just stuck in this vicious cycle and I can't get out of it. And I no one will understand my pain until they play the game themselves. So I really need you all to go away this week and just give it a go. Um, it, it looks does great. really it's aggressively second... push microtransactions though. So fair warning, like it points you towards the battle parts in the tutorial and it looks like you kind of have to spend $13 to progress, but there's a miss out button beneath that allows you to keep playing for free. Anyhow, that's my diatribe over. What were you going to say, Shannon? I was going to say it looks good from the video I'm watching in the app store and it's the second Sackboy game on mobile. I didn't even know there was an original one. Was it Run yeah, Sackboy think- Run? Yeah. yeah. They must have, that- like, taken that one and just kind of roided it up, I think. Um, but yeah, it's not for the faint of heart. I'll say that. My brother and I are, like screenshotting it every day and comparing our power levels and comparing it's become sex. an obsession. Comparing sex. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Anyhow, you a great didn't, start to the podcast. Sorry. You didn't come here to listen to me rant and rave about Sackboy Ultimate. You probably came here to listen to James share his thoughts on Forspoken, which um I feel kind of sent the internet into a bit of a tiz today. I see Jake's already got his... So James has already got his head in his hands. Um, James, firstly, take us through your thoughts on the game before I go asking you any more questions. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it's good. I liked it, but it's not the best game ever. No. Um, I think, like, the, the most important thing to remember is I was really ready to not like this game. Like, I feel like every time we've talked about it, I've been like, is it even a game? This looks like a glorified tech demo. Um, 
then then obviously that that little thirty second snippet or whatever hit on yeah. um the official the official feed of her like talking Frey talking to herself. Um and then that was cringe and I was just like, Okay, this game's gonna be t- dreadful. Um but then obviously I got to play it. And um like it's like it, I I genuinely think it's a good game. Like it's a good action game. Um, I just think it's it's the problem is it's hidden underneath this like very slow to start story and very um like, kind of exposition heavy at the beginning. Uh, so like you know she gets whisked away to this world and then somebody explains everything to her. But the way that that's done is like yeah, you're chucked into the open world. You get to do some really awesome free running. Um, and then after that you get put into this town where you can't do any of that. So you can only slow walk through this town, talk to everybody, listen to them, talk to you about like Athia, um, which is the world that you're in. And yeah, like, do you know what I mean? Like it kind of gives you a re- like, like just the tip and then like takes it all away. Um, so like, I just, I think it, because it's so slow to start, I think it would have probably rubbed people the wrong way quite a bit. Um, at the beginning, but once you get your spells, like you've got forty plus spells, I think you might even have it in the hundreds potentially. But yeah, I think it's a hundred exactly. It's just, mm. Yeah, which like is nuts to me. Um, yeah. I think it's a hundred if you count like upgraded versions of the same one, maybe. Mm. But yeah, there is a lot. There's a lot there. Um, and um, as somebody who enjoys games like say like Devil May Cry and Bayonetta, um, it is just such a zippy and responsive uh, combat system that I just feel like it all comes together quite well. Um, but then the big caveat there is, is like around all of that is this big open world that is really big, first of all, physically, um, but not a lot is in it um, for how big it is. But that to me is like a way to, cause Frey can move the way she moves and stuff. She moves very fast. It reminds me, this is a really random, but it reminds me of that leveling ratchet and clank rift apart. You know, when you get the skates. Oh Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, how it's, like, it's really big and it's kind of empty, but, like, that, it's designed that way because, like, you can move that way. Um, yeah. But like the problem is, is, like, the... Yeah. I still... <laughs> I I mean, I, I... Once again, I haven't got to the part where it apparently shits the bed. Like, I'm just on the cusp of the, the bed <laughs> shitting. But, like, <laughs> I still enjoyed that game for what I've played no, so far. That's good. Um, but, yeah, the music was great. Um, but, but for, for Spoken, um, it's just... Yeah, I, I think like it's I think we're to, I feel like as like gamers we're kind of done with open worlds now. Like is that fair to say? Mm. Yeah, I feel like um like this like the this open world design is so whatever. Like it's so it it's just like all of these side missions just chucked in. Like I ended up at the end I just got cuz I was a little bit bored of it. I started doing just the main story and that was like a good 15 hours and that was fun and I felt satisfied and I left it at that. Um Yeah. But someone who wants to get 30 to 50 hours could definitely do that from this. But the side content is literally like, go here, kill a group of enemies, go to this dungeon, kill enemies through three different waves and then fight a cool boss. Like to be fair, the bosses are really cool and the combat is great and works so well with the bosses. Yeah. Um, but for me, what you, from yeah. what you've said and your review, like I, I'm okay with open world games, but I just don't want to spend like three to five hours, like unlocking stuff and like, getting to a point where your character feels like fully realized. Like, I just want to get to the cool shit quicker. Yeah. But I, I don't think but for spoken doesn't do that. Like that's, that's for the stuff you unlock in for spoken in your side content is like cloaks. 
um, which will offer percentage buffs to like your stats. Um, the nails, which also do the same thing to a certain extent. Mm. Um, like it's nothing, your powers and stuff aren't tight. There's nothing you can unlock that will change your game dramatically, which is why like eventually I was like, I'm just going to do the story. And I was happy with that. Yeah. Um, cause the powers are doled out to you f- for story reasons, I guess, um, as you get, go through the game. Um, so yeah, but from the beginning you feel powerful because you've got access to 10 ish spells. Um, and then you only just keep getting more and more powerful and like, I don't know. I, 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 I can understand why people wouldn't like it. Like if we talk about like how Frey speaks as an example, um, cause she's a bit cringeworthy, but then like, she, like a lot of young people do, <laughs> like I feel old, <laughs> famous, but like <laughs> a lot of young people do. I hear people speaking like that sometimes. Like I know a lot of it is like cringe, like Marvel-esque comedy, um, but yeah, that wasn't for me. And I'm sure there are some people who think it's funny or like, you know, like people who play Borderlands games or something. But like, it's definitely like not for me. Um, but overall, like I do, I think it's a really solid game. I can see why people don't like it, but I can see why people would love it. I, I do think it's just like solely in the middle. Yeah. So I think like I came away from my preview of it late last year, um, kind of predicting it was going to land like six to eight. Like I felt mm. like if it was going to not hit, it was going to be more in that six kind of category um, where if they kind of got everything that I had saw right, I could see a potential of being eight. And it sounds like it's people have kind of actually landed within that spectrum, albeit to like um, maybe skewing a little lower. Um, But yeah, it kind of sounds like everything I got a taste of didn't quite um, develop enough to kind of make Forspoken everything it could have been like uh i i don't know how you felt about the environments and the kind of look and aesthetic of the game but i was kind of hoping getting to see more of athia we would see more diversity yeah. in the landscape it sounds like, like that didn't really materialize sounds yeah, like maybe the doesn't. locked labyrinths didn't really scale in difficulty the way that i hoped they might um yeah because the thing is is as you get better like you get because they're, they're your enemies do have elemental weaknesses which are obviously tied to your powers yeah. Um, and as I find the further I got into the game, the better I was at it, which I know doesn't, what I'm trying to say is, is like, it doesn't scale up to be harder because you get better at managing your powers and elements and yeah. status effects and all that kind of stuff. Um, so yeah, I don't, I like it. I, I totally get how it is so middling and stuff. Um, I think like, I can't help but think like, I don't know. I just see these fives and sixes and I'm like, like, that's like, it's so functional to me and it's for yeah. how small the, the team feels it's quite it feels quite polished and quite yeah. well put together yeah um but it sounds like the things that kind of bothered other people and they really dialed in on like just didn't impact your experience to the, with the game to the same extent. yeah like i mean, like, I, mean the dialogue, like, I suppose yeah like terrible but like every time like she said something stupid, be like, Ugh. but then I just like move on because like I'm yeah. throwing fire spears and like conjuring water orbs and you know, yeah, I mean, lightning. This, like, this I, might sound I, controversial, I but like people are talking about the dialogue in this game, like video games always have amazing dialogue <laughs> and it's just not the case. Like most movies you see, like I, people will take issue with the dialogue. Like yeah, you mentioned I just think, Marvel like, stuff game, before, like those mm. games aren't, like, sorry, those TV shows aren't renowned for their dialogue. I actually found it kind of endearing 
as it applied to Frey's character. I found Cuff rather annoying, but he was kind of like characterized to be so. So you can turn Cuff down as well. And I think the back and forth between Cuff and Frey, like they're not meant to like each other. No. Um, yeah. And yeah. And, I, and to me that fits fine. Like he, they, I actually found Cuff funnier than Frey. But I, I, they're very different types of humor. Yeah. Um, some bits I did find funny, and I'm like not a very like happy person. So like I, I don't know. <laughs> like I don't know. <laughs> but like so like to, for me to smile like once or twice is is quite an achievement. But that's the thing about humor, right? Is like it hits with people and doesn't yeah. hit with some people. Like and yeah. that's just and there's there's never going to be a the one movie that everybody or game that everybody finds funny. But um, I think like a, like you were kind of alluding to you and like like not every game is high art first of all or trying no. to be high art. Um, but I also like I play games to have fun for the most part. Um, yeah, unless I'm achievement hunting. But like generally speaking, like I I think like at the end of the day it was fun. Like and I and that's how I felt. It's just yeah. like I always say this with reviewing. Like you just you're in a vacuum, you know. You know you're playing this game. You think, wow, this is so good. Like I'm actually enjoying it quite a bit. And then all the reviews come out, and you realize that you're like not wrong, but like you're just you were in the minority like, in terms of enjoyment having... and stuff. Yeah, um, yeah. It's really it's a really weird way to consume games. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I I'm I haven't played any more of it now that it's out. Like I've only kind of spent that like four or five hours with it in preview late last year. Um, but I'm excited to kind of jump in because I wanted to see the full potential of like the traversal abilities you got. Um, I only just got to play around with the kind of fire spells um, when mm-hmm. I previewed it. I'd only found the one cat familiar. I want to make sure I find all of those. So the things Very I'm looking important. forward to, but like, <laughs> you know, coming out of God of War, like I'm not ha- having just platinumed that game. Very proud of myself. Um, I'm not expecting the same thing. I'm not expecting it to be the same quality, but that doesn't like automatically make it a bad game. I don't know. Still, to I think you'll like it. I, I would love to hear like what you think of like the story when it all comes together. Um, yeah, and that's like one thing I said said in my review is like they they kind of do a really good. There are aspects where like I think it's a bit shit, but generally speaking, they do a good job of building up the history of Athia and the Tantas Tantas and. So when you get to the end and you kind of have all this stuff revealed to you about certain things, it all works well because they've kind of done that groundwork to really lay the foundation for the world quite well. Um, like, it's yeah. not the most mind-blowing plot. Um, one thing I didn't like, which I can't, and I've said to Kieran, like, oh, last week at some point, is, like, I kind of feel like maybe they'd had this really cool movement system and then built a game around that. <laughs> like, I don't think they yeah. kind of mm. had everything in place at once. Because, like, sometimes in some of the cutscenes, like, you'll go to, a, like, a library and they'll be like, read this book. And you read the book and it's, like, this important kind of background to who the Tantas are or whatever. And then Frey closes the book and then moves on to the next bit. Like, she doesn't comment on it. Like, it's kind of like they had... They couldn't get people back in to record more dialogue to actually talk through the shit. So they just wrote some lore, pushed <laughs> it in, faded yeah. in, faded out. Do you know what I mean? Like, there, there's so much, like, weird, like, fade-ins and fade-outs that make me think they maybe the delays were to add maybe more context to everything that's happening. Um, but it's done in such a way that kind of does make it feel a bit... Yeah, like, and, and my hope that was just, like, some awkwardness that was kind of in the initial stages and just like setting up the story and having to rattle through so much so quickly there were all these awkward sort of fade and fades out but i was kind of seeing less of that the further into the preview i went yeah hoping it would be all gone by like the midway point but 
that doesn't sound like that was the case. To, to, um, no, 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 actually, to be honest, you, I've got, I'm getting a vibe now that you've probably played the beginning, um, and they maybe gave you. I, the I spell didn't play the, the f- very first mission. Like I write, like I played with her arriving in Athia and meeting Cuff yeah, for the first is, time. Yeah, that's, and then that's the bit. The next that, three chapters. That's the bit that I think is the worst. So once you pass yeah. that. Um, which I know is like a tall ask for some people like to ask them to just keep playing gets better but like it definitely yeah. does get better it feels when it's a game it feels really well like put together <laughs> when yeah. it's like not a game like the yeah. story aspects it can like fall apart a bit I, I really think this is the challenge now for anyone in the open world space is like how do you get the hooks in early and like invest players like as much as you can in those first couple of hours because I feel like Horizon Forbidden West messed that up feel like Dying Light 2 messed that up. I feel like Forspoken's messed that up. And they're just, like, like games of such different, like, scope in terms of budgets yeah. and stuff, I feel. Like, yeah. it's... It, it, it is hard. Like, and I know there's so many people who would play this and like, oh, I don't like this, and that's it. And they'd move on. And I, like, I can understand that. Yeah. Um, it is hard. But it's, then I can't help but feel like, even, don't make your game open world. Like, if you've got, like, a game that... Yeah. Don't make your game open world for the sake of it, is probably what I should mm. say. Like, I f- yeah. I, I, yeah. It's so I really hard for, like... A new IP, AAA new IP, like to just stand out and not be torn to shreds in, yeah. in this standard. Like when you think about like the games that the general public loves, like universally, like it is like these IPs that we have known for 20 or 30 years. Like it's very rare that we see like one of these AAA new IPs really stand out and be universally praised. Not to say that anyone's right or wrong, but I just think like the, the numbers have been stacked against this. For a while in a lot of people's eyes and yeah. that's sad i think um all right we're going long on forspoken but kieran i wanted to ask you um have you been able to play any more since you previewed it yourself no i am planning on doing that when we wrap this up um, <laughs> yeah, i'm still yeah. i'm still likewise like i'm still very drawn in by like 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 james said just just the just the vibe of it just the just the fun of it is what i'm looking forward to just parkouring around, throwing spells and stuff. I don't like. If the other stuff's shit, then it's shit, and I'll deal with that. But like, I'm I'm keen to get stuck into it. And Shannon, I I know this is one you were looking forward to as well. Are you feeling any different now, having heard some of these reviews, or are you still eager to play it? Uh, the gameplay has always really appealed to me, and I, I never really thought the story would be like a ten out of ten. And I think that's fine. Like, if the gameplay is fun, like sometimes that is enough for games. I, I guess if. That, yeah, yeah, I'm keen to try it. I can't see myself finishing it, but I'm keen to put a few hours in at least. Yeah. I thought um, you would I, like the story. It's very Final Fantasy-esque. I thought you loved Final Fantasy. <laughs> exactly. I feel like yeah. it's better than... I feel like, I genuinely feel like it's better oh. than Final Fantasy. Like, Shut up. Sorry. In but general. No. <laughs> but it's written no. by... Oh, no, I don't even know. I actually don't know who actually wrote the story. Um, but don't, yeah, like... I, no. Well, well, I okay. did, yeah. <laughs> I was going to mention that earlier because I feel like you know, Amy Hennig and Gary would have been attached to this project. Yes, I feel like you could feel their <clears throat> hallmarks and like their kind of, like the way that the characters were constructed felt very Amy Hennig to me and just kind of like the lore building that went in, I, like that felt very Gary Witter to me. Um, they, uh, but clearly, they like, they for, like, world concept. Like, it's not yeah, so much... not written, the, yeah. The ro- the, yeah, so, like... I, like, I don't know I if they know. contributed any more than, like, an A4 page each. <laughs> like, of, like, this do is this, a world do where that. And then they were just, like, left to fill in the blanks. Um, yeah, and I think, like, like Todd Stashwick, like, helped with, like, filling some of those gaps, too. But I just don't know how hands-on, like, these kind of A-list writers really were. Um, yeah. 
Would you, do you want to see a Forspoken 2, James? Yes. And I said that in my review. Like, after shitting on Frey for two paragraphs, I actually said, but I actually think I would love <laughs> to see where she goes after this. Like, I know it sounds, like, hypocritical, but the way that it ends is, like, really... I, I was just... I'm disappointed the DLC is a prequel because, like, I feel like they've done such a good work of laying the groundwork in that world that to go backwards seems weird. Like, I'd love to yeah. see what what... Forspoken 2 looks like because I genuinely think and I feel the same way about Callisto like these games have all laid down like really good foundations and done the really good job of building up their worlds and stuff and I get I I hate the idea that like say with Callisto or with this like that we might not ever return to it you know yeah feels like a waste like there's just so much like rich like lore there but yeah yeah I feel you um speaking about never going there again <laughs> uh that's what crystal dynamics <laughs> has said they're doing when it comes to marvel's <laughs> adventures they have come out and <laughs> confirmed that official support for the game will be discontinued september 30th this year um kieran i know that was the most brutal and clunkiest of transitions um yep. but what what went wrong not with the segue but with marvel's adventures how has this all come to pass <sighs> they I, they just <laughs> it just it just wasn't good like like the 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 single player part of it was was I like I, I quite enjoyed, but just everything after the, all the post game, all the grinding, all the live service a- aspects, like none of it felt right. None of it felt properly imp- implemented, and I think people just realized that. I think I think players just mm. got the sense that this this game wasn't, you know, having a having a positive impact. It's it's just it just all felt felt like super super geared towards paying money, towards grinding, all the things that people don't like don't want in a live service game. So. I think yeah. it's just I think it's just player reaction that's caused it to fail. That's that's it. Yeah. Shannon, I don't know if you feel the same, but I kind of felt like anything that came out post launch was like pretty superficial. Like, yes, they added new characters. They were maybe the more exciting things, but like otherwise new costumes. I I didn't really see like any kind of meteor kind of I mean, maybe this is my own fault for it not, like, appealing to me enough and for, to dive back in. Like, I think the Black Panther expansion had some kind of more narrative to it. But was that the issue? There just wasn't kind of enough pace and substantiality to the rollout post-launch? I think so. Like, any game like this is going to sort of live and die by what comes out near post-launch and i think a like the end game of this is what a lot of people had issue with and they didn't do anything to rectify that and add new content even like spider-man came like a year after they promised and i don't know the reason for that whether it was just like they were trying to build up the player base for dropping these significant expansions or it was just like internal hell for developing but yeah i think it's sad i think it's sad that like there was a decent base game here like and if they just focused on that it goes back to the point of like if you just focus on what a good game is rather than what you think you should be doing and all the things around that, like you can turn around or you've got a better chance of turning around a better game, I think. And this was a severe case of that. Uh, James, was it a mistake that this game never came to Xbox? Uh, it did. Did it? Oh, yeah, it did. <laughs> <laughs> Are you talking? Are you talking? Spider-Man, it was on Sorry, it may as well have been dead. Oh. Um, oh, maybe that's when I got confused. I thought I... Doesn't matter. Um, wow. Um, it, 
I can ask uh, you another question sorry. instead. One that's... I can, I can no, answer that I one. I can answer. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that I missed um, this. So anyway, I guess um, I'll answer the one that's in the notes and I'll say no. Yeah, I'm well, how about I ask you the one that's yeah, okay, in the okay. notes instead of me going that... off the cuff? Oh, right. <laughs> um, not, not off the cuff. No, uh, um, I think uh, oh, it was just... James. Yeah, uh, what? What? Where do you think this leaves um, live service games? We spoke about it a little bit touching on Suicide Squad last week, but do you think this is kind of the death bell on it? Nobody likes them. Like, just give it up. <laughs> if you've got one in the works and you're listening to this, stop. like, stop. Like, I feel like genuinely, like, it's, and then trying to get these teams who don't do them, like, to make them and then have this, it, it's just always fuck. And then they launch shit and then... They spend months trying to get on top of it. And then because of that, the content, the actual content gets pushed back. So everyone who's loyal gets fucked over. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's just this kind of, like, rolling effect that, like, it it's never recovers from. Commitment. Like, it needs to be, like, like a yeah, five-year success story. Like, mm. everybody wants everyone to play their game every day now. And, like, you need to have something that's, like, properly... Like, that actually no, that is giving you good shit, not just, like, giving you skins every two weeks. Or, like, I think with, like, with Avengers, like, wasn't it... When did the game come out? Like, October-ish? Then December you get Hawkeye, like, girl Hawkeye. And then three months later you get boy Hawkeye. Like, is that really the two characters you're going to lead with for DLC in an Avengers game? Do you know what I mean? Like, it's just two... Yeah. Ca- like, and then... And yeah. then, like, six months later, Black Panther, and then finally Spider-Man, and then Girl Thor. Like, it's it's just, like, th- there's just such a rich roster of heroes to pull from for this game. Yeah. And they just have gone with these characters that are almost reskins, which is probably on purpose, to be fair, because they probably did shoot themselves in the foot by maybe over-planning. I don't know. Um, but it should have been... Launch, it, yeah. They have to launch strong, and, like, if they want to be successful, like, launch strong... And just have a plan for two years minimum. You know what I mean? Mm. But include, like, if it's fucked up in, like... Yeah. Because, I mean, I'm sure plan. people... Yeah, like, because that's what's happening is, like, these... Yeah. Like, even Fall Guys, like, remember that? I and mean, then it's not that a little bit different, but you know what I mean? Like, that launched, had so many issues. Everyone dropped off it so quick. Mm. And then they finally got on top of it and were able to do more consistent, like, seasons and stuff. And it's back now, which is lucky because that doesn't happen for everyone. Even yeah. Siege was the same, but like, the, and they, but they were early days. But I think now game like players are more like weary of that kind of shit. Like if something doesn't work, like that's it. Like I can't be bothered. Move on. Do you know what I mean? Especially in, in a world where the biggest franchises of all time are yearly. Like you don't have time to fuck that up. You know. Yeah. 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 I, you're, you're right. It was me getting confused about Spider-Man never coming to Xbox, not the game in its entirety. <laughs> I was just like, why That's did the I only think reason that? I had to look up bombed. the article I'd say. Anywhere. Yeah. Um, I, I was going to say Love Service Games. I think there is still a place for them. Um, I think, like, you know, Destiny's proved that. Like, that's had a very strong yeah. sort of I fan think base. there is for I, existing ones, but, like, there's too many now. Just and don't like, release one those, now, you're saying. And in, yeah, in, like in my opinion, like everybody who is keen on that style of game is in one and it's got you and it's got them. Do you know what I mean? It's so hard to pull somebody out once they're in that ecosystem. Like destiny people. True. Try to get to be fair though. If there was one game that you would have put your money on, like succeeding, like it would be this in like a games as a service space. So I, I don't know why it just bombed so hard to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. 
I think you're arguing, it, though, James, like, it's impossible to migrate a community to any new game or, like, start any new community because, like, people are already kind of stuck in their rut and they'll never try another game. Where I think that's possible. I just think the mistake people are making are not, like, supporting having yeah. a clear roadmap and sticking to it after launch. Like, I think Destiny's done that well. I think the Division 2, I, I don't know what its community is still like, but they had a pretty solid kind of release schedule and enough kind of end game content to dive into at launch. Um, yeah, I mean, like, I think, I think like, Halo Infinite's struggling at the moment because it's not had a clear enough, substantial enough roadmap post-launch. Another, so that's many, another thing. That's yeah. another example is, like, a franchise that doesn't really have the... What's the word? Like, the structure or, like, the... It doesn't... The, trying to shove that model into a game that it's not necessarily it's appropriate for, you know? Um, yeah. I know what you're saying, you, and I, I agree that people probably can migrate, but I feel like at this point, like, what is there, like, Fortnite, Apex, um, League of Legends to a certain extent, like, and, like, WoW, yeah. Destiny, Siege, like, all of those games, like, they have... I think, like, at this point, it's so crowded, like, you really have to crack it and crack it with something really good. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Mm. Kieran, did you have another thought you wanted to share there? I had like five different thoughts during that whole thing and then I like lost <laughs> yeah, them all. Sorry. Um, <laughs> no, no, no. That's all right. That's all right. No, I just well, like, I, like all, all those games you listed just then, when you think about it, those games are all polished to perfection. Like those games, like the core, like the base of the game is fun. I think that's important yeah. too. Like Marvel's Avengers was good, but I don't think it was good enough that people would want to go back to it every single day and play it because it like... You need that mm. core to be fun to make it worth actually doing it. Otherwise, like, what are you really achieving by going back and doing your dailies and jumping in and all that kind of stuff? Yeah. So, like, and I suppose it, like it Destiny, sucks it didn't have time to do that, but yeah, I suppose like Destiny had a head start with just like the recognition that Bungie had and this being like yeah. their first thing post Halo. Mm. It was just like and I had that Activision uh, brunt behind it too. Yeah. To be fair. Yeah. Mm. Like. Um, yeah. No, it's an interesting. Discussion. But even that was, One, that sure was we'll disastrous continue. for a bit too. To be fair, but it was the first of its kind. So like, I feel like people yeah. stuck probably were a bit more lenient because I remember everyone was like, "It's good now taking kings out." Like that was, you know what I mean? I like, feel like yeah. every yeah. games as a service game like has fumbles at launch or like lulls in oh, content yeah. or the end game is crap. But it's like how it recovers from that if it recovers. And I feel like I wonder if that's a business thing. Back. It's like you can't justify like paying the salaries to get that end like post-game content rolling out without knowing how the sales of the initial game's gone and there's kind of like a lag like oh my god this is actually done really well we needed like this content needs to be out now yeah that's a good uh, point i wonder if it's like an investment kind of management thing i don't know who knows mm. what about babylon's fall why did no one play <laughs> that <laughs> what about uh what was that overwatch clone i've like forgotten i'm fairly sure i reviewed it like came uh, out soon after, like the Gearbox one. Oh, Battleborn is that Battleborn? Battle, yeah, <laughs> is that what it's called? Oh goodness, good stuff. The Battleborn. The no, yeah. mm. nobody does. Yeah, yeah. no, yeah. the buying public did not. Uh, all right. Well, I'm sure this is a conversation we're going to keep having every episode. But let's now talk about Ubisoft's eleven games that are reportedly to be released prior to March 2024. Um, per a leak that has emerged today. Um, now, there's a fair few on this list, a fair few we already kind of knew about as well. Um, but 
to read through the 11 games, we've got the Division Heartland, Avatar Frontiers of Pandora, interesting to hear more about that one, X Defiant, Assassin's Creed Mirage, Skull and Bones, which has recently had another delay, um, Project Orland, which is a crew game, Assassin's Creed Nexus, The Division Resurgence, Rainbow Six Mobile, Assassin's Creed Codenamed Jade, another mobile title, and Assassin's Creed Netflix Collaboration, which would be another mobile title. Um... Shannon, I'll come your way this this time. Any of these setting your world on fire? Are you excited about any of these eleven games? Um, I'm definitely excited for Mirage, like because I did really enjoy the earlier Assassin's Creed games, and then I just sort of fell off when they became massive. Um, and still Avatar, like having watched that, I think Kieran and I said after the movie, like there's a lot in the sequel that sort of lends to well, you could see how it would play out in a game. So I think there's a lot for them to work with. I feel like, yeah, it's hard to be excited for anything on this list because, like, I just don't have faith in any of it coming at all. <laughs> yeah, alone I was, that was going to be my next question. Like, do you believe in this leak? And, like, if so, well, like, when would those two titles land, like, within, what is it, 14 months? Not mm. even. God, You'd those two games, must be, particularly, they would want yeah, to separate I think, out. well, yeah, I feel like Avatar we heard about nearly two years ago and like the movies dropped but i guess there's a movie like every 18 months or two years or whatever it is now so yeah i feel like mirage and avatar must be hitting like i genuinely don't know if skull and bones is ever going to come out again now like i'm back on that camp of like i don't know if it's coming out (laughs) (laughs) anymore um this is yeah, why I'm penciled down to review it because it just may never happen. <laughs> but this list, I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't want to be like the Assassin's Creed stuff is exciting, but really, is like this all they have in like it's just so much rehash stuff that I feel like of stuff that we just spoke about that didn't even do well to begin with, or like just faded yeah. away, and like now they're doubling down on a lot of it. I don't know. It's just it, it's weird to me. Mm. Uh. James, I'm hesitant to go off the script any further, but there's no mention of Beyond Good and Evil any or anything Splinter Cell yeah. related. <laughs> uh, given Ubisoft has sounded a little shaky as of late, are you also disappointed in this roster? Is there any kind of... Is it the list of 11 games that you personally would want to see released between now and March? Just He's shaking um, his head. Yeah, yeah, I am. Um, Everyone. No, like... <laughs> not yeah like um i agree uh i think mirage the the idea of mirage is great um but i have concerns that like obviously because i feel like mirage the idea it's been pitched it feels like brotherhood again right um like coming off assassin's creed 2 um like smaller scale still kind of the same vibe but yeah i don't know um but everything else like like, no. I think Avatar, they're probably really happy about Avatar doing well. Because, obviously, maybe they weren't sure how the movie would be received. And, obviously, it's just crossed, like, $2 billion for some reason. Um, so, like... Which surprises that, me, but that's another discussion. It surprises me, too. Like, that's genuinely shocking. I don't see but anyone like, talking about this movie anymore. Like, the first one, yes, but now no one. How is it still making money? There's some really good conspiracy theories about why it's doing so well, but, like, I, I won't repeat it. has got to be something dodgy going on with the Give us your top one. Yeah. <laughs> well, apparently, when you go and buy a ticket, they'll say, we can't print tickets for this anymore, and they print you an Avatar <laughs> ticket, but then they tell you to go and see the movie you actually want to see. So then Avatar is artificially having inflated. It's sorry, stupid. Like, anyway. 
it's an amazing um I want to see what though. TikTok's I love that. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. It's actually all comes from my mum. If I'm being honest, <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to see her algorithm. It's fucked. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. Um, and what my point was was, I feel like now that everybody apparently likes Avatar, you know, you can buy loot from EB Games for it. You can um, see a movie. You can talk about how cool it is. Um, I feel like now having a game to go with that works for them. Um, but everything else, like, what the fuck? Like, Division, free-to-play, X-Defiant, free-to-play, Skull and Bones, like, yeah, sure. Um, and then, like, crew DLC that's become a main game, like, who cares? Like, I just think it's so... It's not even... I don't even want to say it's safe. It's just boring. Like, do you know what? Like, this is not the Ubisoft that, you know, that did the first Beyond Good and Evil. Or, like, the, you know, Assassin's Creed, like, used to kind of... I know it kind of got a bit stuck towards the end, but each game kind of changed a lot. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I don't know. Mm. What about yourself, Kieran? I just like I'm shitting on everything today, but like I just I know this does feel like a a negative podcast. It does, yeah. Like sometimes that list is so boring. Like I just don't (laughs) like wet like Splinter Cell. So is not obviously that's probably further away, but like I just think Ubi has so many really good brands. Um, Yeah, Kieran, let me ask you this because it looks to me as if they're going pretty hard on Assassin's Creed, the Division of Rainbow Six, as kind of their tentpole franchises. They're at least like Tom Clancy, I suppose. Do you see enough firepower within these properties or should Ubisoft kind of be gambling on some new IPs at this stage? It's hard to say, right? Because, like, obviously they just came out and said that they are going to play it safe going forward because they are, you know, having financial struggles that, you know, their things are underperforming or, according to them, underperforming. Um, So it makes sense that they would want to double down on, I guess, what are safe bets, established IPs, like low cost high return games like free to play mobile games that that kind of stuff um I, I the important thing is like a a obviously this is like a like a leak or a rumor that we don't know for sure if there's sure. nothing else on the horizon um but also like this is just like the ne- this is until March 2024 so like if if this is the the shit year that they need just to make a bit of bank finish some projects they've had announced for like the last 3 years get them out get them out the door move on maybe that's what they need yeah um like it's i feel like we thought that though with far cry 6 right do you remember i feel like we had this discussion we're like yeah far cry 6 is the end of their current like slate and then it's going to be really exciting for the new stuff (laughs) and then they're like oh here's like three free-to-play games based on the division like (laughs) and you're just like oh okay like that's what we're looking forward to you know yeah obviously like it uh, it's everyone's in a tricky spot too at the moment because obviously the the pandemic had massive impacts like all of these games got announced like two or three years ago well not all of them but most Mm. of them especially the free-to-play ones so they're obviously kind of just trying to tie things up right now and in a cash deficit because they haven't had big stuff released so yeah i don't know i i hope i hope that on the other side of this is more exciting stuff yeah Personally, I'm interested in the Division Heartland, and I'm interested in Assassin's Creed Mirage, but we just haven't seen enough of, of either game to kind of for me. Mirage to be is weird to me. Like, I feel like that was always kind of insinuate. I know they never said it, but they definitely insinuated March-ish, right? Mm. Like I don't. I maybe I just made that up in my head, but um, no, I think they yeah, said I early. Think it's like, yeah, I think it's like yeah, June, July now-ish, probably assumedly. Um, also, but, I mean, Prince of Persia no- isn't in this list. 
So that's that, <laughs> is that game just dead? No. We gave up on that a long time ago. The trophy, the, the trophies went up, and that was yeah. It. They, no they, then they cancelled. <laughs> no one has them. Yeah, yeah. They, I um, I don't but, know. Like I don't know about the business of running a studio like Ubisoft, like probably one of the biggest studios in the world. But like I'm, I think it's worrying signs for them. Like if Assassin's Creed yeah. and like your Watch Dogs and stuff aren't pulling the numbers they need, like I don't know what can. For them yeah. without serious They'd, changes to the entire company they need xbox yeah. to buy and, them well that's the th- that's no joke they need like to put their games is on that xbox. what's on the cards like is if the, <laughs> the activision blizzard deal doesn't go through maybe even if it still does like would this be another xbox acquisition Could i feel like if i was xbox else? or playstation looking at the state of ubisoft i would be making a yeah. bid well, am i i'm for the right so, p at least I'm like just fucking nervous to mention anything else now. But am I not mistaken that Ubisoft was like the subject to potential hostile takeover at one stage not too long ago as well? I think that was a thing. Yeah, back in the day when the, the Vendy stuff wasn't was it? happening. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. But then were they shopping? I feel like they were shopping themselves around for a bit, but no one wanted any. <laughs> Did anyone? I, it, I don't know. It also or am I like getting confused? Well, no, I. Yeah, I don't. I feel if like that was happening. The like this of it year. all, like tweeters. But yeah, it's could year. they pay someone to take skull and bones at this point? Like, I don't think they could. <laughs> There's no <laughs> money. The way I see the skull and bones thing ending is it's like playable in some sort of interact interactive screen at like a Singaporean naval museum. <laughs> in like that when you no. and that's <laughs> and that makes their criteria of release. When you get when you land at, at the airport, you can play it. Like it's like, it's like yeah. welcome to Singapore. Like those like, two dollar like ride ons in the shopping center where you like pop a coin in, but it's just like skull and bones and like a little pirate ship. Amazing, <laughs> and that's like that's constant income for them. Like you don't just have to sell the unit; you've got the two dollars coming in every few hours, maybe. Um, I yeah, I think I like looking at this now as well. Like I think Assassin's Creed Hex will be really good, but obviously yeah. that's going to be like March onwards. Like that's that alone is more exciting than anything on this list. Yeah. So, mm. like, maybe there is some light at the end of this long, dark tunnel. Mm. Yeah. And whatever, like, Assassin's Creed Infinity ends up being, like, that platform. Yeah, I don't know. That, is that like, even still happening? Like, uh, Well, I don't know. Like, knows? I kind of expected to see some sort of mention of it here. Like, if you've got, co- like, the mobile Jade title oh. coming out, you've got the Netflix That's a good collaboration. Fragrance. There's the VR title in the MetaQuest 2, which was Assassin's Creed Nexus. I don't think we really delved into that one at all. Got Mirage. Like, if you're going to release an Assassin's Creed platform, surely a year in which you've got four titles coming out would be the year to do it. Yeah. I don't know. Again, Maybe it I'm, comes back I'm to what we were saying crazy. before about, like, <laughs> it relies on all but these games like, selling while they're making money, I think. But even, like, we were just talking yeah. about Forspoken, like, yeah. how hard it is like open worlds are getting boring like but then all of these games are people say that Ubisoft open world like it's homogenous like it's it's yeah. it's the it's the definition now like and all their games are like that <laughs> so now they're like oh like you know well, I don't know how many of these will be yeah I well no I agree that these probably won't be like that but um I mean that uh, a crew DLC game that became a, its own game is no more or less exciting to me than yet yeah. another Ubisoft open world, personally. But yeah. Like, in a world of, like, Need for Speed and Forza, like, who was playing the crew? Even Need for Speed now, like, is anyone... Like, I feel like yeah. that brand is not doing the numbers it used to. Forza, yeah. like, I don't know what the goal is there. Like, yeah. I don't... Grand yeah, Turismo, I guess. The way like, that sales work now. I think GT7 did really well. Yeah. And it's got a... Yeah, but... Yeah, I agree. Like, 
The crew is really for people who want Forza Horizon that don't have an Xbox. I feel like that's the the real. <laughs> well, like, it is because there's yeah, nothing yeah. else like Forza. Like, what else is that game like? Do you know what would make this list? Like, I would believe this list. It had like Steep Three on it or something, <laughs> or like R- Riders Republic Two. Yeah. There's yeah. no mention of Just Dance anywhere on this list too either. Ride mm. harder. They just need I to put out think a Just Dance game think like that's every, for the, every month. They said that that underperformed, I think, last year. The last Just Dance like, game. They just, yeah. yeah, they can't They can't. And that's, well, Just that, Dance, that no one can... They cut the old gen platform, which yeah. all like the people... Like, that was yeah. stupid. So yeah, dumb. Stupid. And then, like, the physical sales were only digital vouchers. Like, yeah. that was well, always going to under... I don't I mean, get who's making considering these Considering they were releasing, like, like, Wii titles of Just Dance until, like, yeah. like two years ago. <laughs> Yeah, like yeah. literally. Like think yeah. about your market, mate. No, they went they went full life service with it. Like that's meant to be their platform going forward and it's like Yeah, but no one wants that. This is people, the thing, right? Like the people yeah, that buy those like, games that's not how that, that audience works. Yeah. You, they need to hire the four of us, clearly. <laughs> they don't it's I just don't understand how we get that, but they don't. Like that's what yeah. I don't get. Yeah. Like yeah. especially with Just Dance to me is like so egregious in how stupid it was. You and know? I guess, like, that's the frustrating thing. Like, if Ubisoft is the next kind of tech company to make us, like, a, like a whole bunch of job cuts, like, it's these kind of key managerial decisions that you'd argue are letting them down over, like, the actual quality of the output. I don't know. That's probably another topic all of it uh, its own. It's, um, yeah. Shannon, good to know you're still there because you're frozen on my screen. Um, I wanted to ask you about the PSVR 2. You went hands on with it today. How much can you tell us? Did you enjoy it? Um, so yeah, I, I did enjoy it. I got to play Horizon, Call of the Mountain. I think I had like maybe 20 minutes with it. But yeah, everything, like I just finished writing my preview before we started and like there were just so many different things that I've kept remembering in terms of like features in the controllers and the headset. But yeah really good experience like right from putting it on like 4k resolution which makes a big difference coming from the original playstation vr like everything's super crisp but then yeah just looking at the controllers and how much better they are than the move controllers and like haptics and how they perfectly replicate like what you you have in the dual sense controller and like eye tracking and the headset rumbling like it's just everything comes together to make for this really immersive experience that I'm excited to see how developers use as, as time goes on. Cause there's a lot there. I, Kieran and I were joking at the start of the show, looking at the picture of you with like the headset on, um, oh, sorry, the visor on your like pulse headset on controls on your hands. It looked like you were becoming a PlayStation or at least like a PlayStation transformer in the pictures. I know it wasn't, it wasn't until today that I like realized how similar the headsets look in terms of like how much the original PlayStation VR like fit the PS5 aesthetics. Like when I first walked in, I was like that, that's not the PSVR two, but it, it was, but yeah, I literally am just like a walking PS5 at this point. <laughs> but, um, yeah, but really enjoyed it. Like Horizon, I don't really want, I can't really speak too much to like how it was as like a product, but it definitely looked gorgeous and felt like more AAA than anything except like Half-Life Alex that I played in, in the VR space and just felt really responsive. Like I can't speak enough about how like the new controllers really feel like one-to-one and like the finger 
print detection and stuff like that, like just blows the move controllers out of the water, which were already like horrific at the time they came out, let alone now. Like it just feels like a really good experience. Kieran, you're the only other one of us that's been able to give it a blast. Does everything Mm. that Shannon's mentioned ring true with you and is your excitement for it still high? Yeah, absolutely. Like I, I just, like Shannon said, like everything just feels everything feels right in that in that headset and in, in the controllers and the, like the entire experience like it, they, they've really gone from top to bottom and just thought about everything that you'll be interacting with everything you'll be doing everything you'll be wearing and feeling like it all just works really really well um and like the quality of the screens from when i was playing resident evil village at tgs like just incredible like it, it and I've been playing a lot of Quest 2 recently and like that's def- like a definite step up from that like easily. So I think if you're um I think if you've been initiated into VR with the original PSVR or with something like the Quest 2 this really does feel like a step up. Um so I'm yeah and I'm super excited to actually get my hands on the the final thing and and get stuck into some of the other titles. I'm jealous Shannon got to to play Call of the Mountain. I'm really keen to play that. So well, mm. Not long to wait now. Although James, we did see the delay of the Dark Pictures Switchback VR today. The game now longer a launch title. Was this one you were at all looking forward to? I think you've got a headset on pre-order. Do you not? Yeah, I do. Um, <clears throat> it's so expensive. Well, it's not expensive for what it is, but like you know, life gets in the way. Um, yeah, I I do. I think that uh, Dark Pictures excites me because I feel like the first time I heard about eye tracking. Um, I thought there were some really cool, uh, I guess, applications of that to horror. Um, and it sounds like from the last batch of previews that went out, that room where if you blink, every time you blink, things get closer to you. Yeah. Like, that's fucked up. I'm ready for that. Um, yeah, <laughs> I reckon that's such a cool... And just being able to, like, put scares in places where it knows you're looking or not looking, like in the corner of your eye, like that kind of shit is really awesome. Um, so that's the... Mm. the I, like, besides, obviously, Village which I've already played 25 times. Like, I, I think, like, Switchback is a cool, will be, like, my most excited game, um, besides kayaking. And I, I will kayak. say, I can't remember if I touched on it, but, like, it was it was really um, responsive. Like, I got to set it up, and, like, everywhere I looked, or, like, if I blinked or closed one eye, like, it, it, it is that accurate that, like, it tells you exactly where, like, the pupil distance needs to be, like, to have your eyes centred. Like, it's hugely responsive so to james's point like i just can't even imagine what people are going to think about think of when when developing games for that it's a really unique Mm. experience in the in the vr space yeah well um hopefully it it does get continued support after launch and we continue to see people finding new and inventive ways for it um maybe then i will cough up the uh the cash and get one myself until then i'll probably be sealing yours shannon come round and Give your dog some attention and seal your headset. Um, I have a rapid fire question for you all. Yori Lowenthal, the voice of Peter Parker in Insomniac Spider-Man games, has reaffirmed that the game is on track to release this year. Uh, Kieran, first lady, Mm. does it hit this year and when? Give me a month. Yes, I think it's going to be uh, PlayStation's big holiday game. So November? So like November. All right. Around there. James? Mm, yeah, September. Ooh. Mm. Stunning. <laughs> Shannon? Very. <laughs> um, November, and we will get a state of play just to 
put you naysayers at ease. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say yes, and I'm going to go October to split the difference. Just for Very the sake diplomatic of, of you. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right, let's play What the Wiki, the pressed up podcast game show where the previous week's winner reads part of a Wikipedia page for an unknown game and we, the contestants, must guess the game. A point is awarded for each correct guess and the round ends after one person scores two points. They will become the host for the next round. Kieran, that was yourself last yes, week. You clean swept the first two points were yours. Mm. Um, that advanced you into second position on mm. the ladder. Brody is currently atop with three points. Myself and you, Kieran, tied on two. Shannon and James tied on a point apiece. No one on nil point, so I don't get to say it, rather disappointingly. As last week's winner, Kieran is in the hosting chair today. Take it away. All right. Well, I um I frantically random game generated these before we started, so uh, <laughs> they're probably going to be su- <laughs> they're probably going to be super easy, uh, if anything. Uh, so first first game is. A first-person shooter in which players take control of a mercenary in an unnamed fictional East African nation in the middle of a civil war. Ewan. Uh, Ewan? Is this Far Cry 2? It is Far Cry 2. Wow. That was... Wow. I, that, I thought it was going to be easy, but not that easy. <laughs> I was yeah. like, Resident Evil 5. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, oh, shit. Now what am I going to do? <laughs> you can just read the second don't, game don't Yeah, let's just read the second game uh, <laughs> This game introduces many more character customization options than its predecessor Like the previous game, the player can customize age, body build, skin color, hairstyles, clothing, and personality A new life stage, oh, this is going to be too easy, is included between adolescence and adulthood Which is young adulthood James? Uh, James mm. Is it The Sims 4? It is not The Sims 4. You had. <laughs> I had no idea. Uh, is this The Sims 3? Yes, it's The Sims 3. Yeah! <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, James. That's, that's so not fair. <laughs> That sucks. <laughs> we needed to wrap this podcast up quickly. We did. Yeah, it was, we did, it was getting long. <laughs> <laughs> With that, let's bring it into what was this week's episode of the Pressed Up Podcast. Subscribe to us on Listener or the podcast service of your choice. Follow us at Press.au and visit the site at Press.com.au. We've been joined today by Shannon. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at ShannonCake underscore. And yeah, hopefully my PlayStation VR 2 preview is up by the time this goes up or soon after. Also joining us today, it was James. Yeah, I'm on Twitter at James, A-T-J-A-M-Z. And last but not least, it was Kieran. Yeah, also on Twitter, H-A-S-H underscore B-R-A-U-N. I've been your host, Ewan Roxburgh. You can follow me on Twitter at Ewan underscore Roxburgh. Thanks again for tuning in. And until next time, happy gaming. Bye. Bye.